0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Oh, Jesus, Great, let's, let's pray before we start. Yeah, Lord, we thank You yeah, that You are good. We thank You. That you, you are constantly teaching us, Lord. We open our hearts now, to whatever you want to bring, Lord. Maybe it's for the future, Lord. Maybe it's for now. But we pray, Lord, that we will listen, that we have open hearts, Lord. We pray that you prepare the ground for whatever you want to bring. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. I actually want to come and put my stand there in the middle, but yeah, tonight we are going to continue with our sermon series on Intelligent Little Sinners, um, our sermon series, a biblical approach to discipline, It's our topic for tonight. And discipline may sound a bit as if, okay, if I don't have any children, then this probably won't apply, you know, that much. my life. But if we look at discipline in life, it's quite a broad topic, right? Um, There's discipline when we discipline people around us, when we are in any um, rank of authority, maybe you are boss over someone at home, at work, even at home, if you have someone working in your home um, or maybe in the garden, you have some authority over them and there's some discipline. Um, that you will have to give um, even if you are maybe a small group leader um, you have walking a discipleship road with people there's some discipline the bible also speaks in matthew 18 about ch- church discipline which we'll touch on a bit also tonight and I, I i don't know if i will cover each and every single aspect but if you have a phone with you or you have a book with you write this down because there's some practical um, nuggets here that's quite important, especially when you have children one day, especially you, for you youngs here yeah, in the front. Um, yeah, maybe not now, there's, there's no children, but definitely later in life, no? um, hopefully. I don't know if you would like children one day. I also want to start um, and say that, Experience, um, this is quite important. If we look at Paul, for instance, that wrote the book of Ephesians teaching about marriage and, uh, and also actually gives some advice on parenting, he wasn't married, right? So experience um, does not count anything if we measure it up with what the word says. I mean, a while ago we, we spoke um, in Colossians, we spoke about mysticism, Who you remembered what that was? But it was putting an experience above what the Word of God said. So if you, for instance, you read a book that said, um, spare the slipper, rather use your mouth, you know, it's rubbish. You know, the, the, the Bible speaks very straight. It says, whoever spares the rod hates his son. You know, and therefore, the Bible is the ultimate authority. And we're going to try to... To look as much as we can um, tonight at what the Bible says, but be careful of mysticism throughout life, I mean, but also when it comes to discipleship, when we need to disciple someone. It's really important that we follow the word of God. And just as this is really important with children, it's really important with young people in the faith okay so if like i said if you walk a discipleship road with someone you know that little term it says it says bend the tree while it's still young it means we should teach people the correct ways as they are learning young people that are young in the faith 1 corinthians 2 says that if we do not have the spirit of god we do not understand spiritual things as soon as they have the spirit of god they begin to understand and therefore we should teach them the right ways as we disciple them really important and all tonight's um yeah, you know, points it does apply to young in the faith as well so um, be eager to listen why so let's let's ask a question maybe why do we disciple our discipline why do we discipline people it's quite it if i think of it there's there's not something actually i can put my finger on it but why do we discipline and we're going to read a few verses but to start with in this days the modern days it's actually difficult to discipline children especially like let's say you are in the grocery store and they and you have warned them and they pull something down you know, you need to discipline them in, in some way, especially if they are disobedient. And it's difficult these days because we are learned or we are taught that we shouldn't, you know, physical dis- physical you apply physical discipline um, to our children. Um, and therefore, um, it's a challenging thing. And we need to go to the Word of God. J.I. Packett says that he believes that no other phrase sums up Christianity better than the sons of God. And we should remember that we are sons of God, eh? and and daughters, of course. We are children of the Lord, and He also disciplines us. Therefore, it's important to understand why we're disciplined. We are disciplined because God disciplines us. In Proverbs 3, it says, My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord. It's Proverbs 3, verse 11. Or loathe his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves even as a father the son in whom he delights and therefore we follow this example hey, of of godly discipline and they, therefore we we discipline others and Recording especially our children if we look at church discipline for instance I want to read us another scripture It's from Matthew 18 verse 15. it says this if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he listens to you you have gained your brother but if he does not listen take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses means if he sends you go and you speak to him and then you take some with if he refuses to listen to them tell it to the church and if he refuses to listen even to the church let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Wow. It seems harsh, right? It seems harsh. This is the discipline of the Lord. This is church discipline. This is the Lord loving us, right? hating the sin we are busy with. Therefore, that's why we discipline. Proverbs 27, verse 5 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love really interesting better is open rebuke than hidden love and therefore if we do not discipline we are approving what people are doing I mean if we if we let it go therefore neglect to discipline is also sin we need to discipline we have a responsibility towards our children and our fellow believers And to think of it, when we were born, we knew nothing. When you were born as a baby, you knew nothing. And therefore, I I almost see it as we are the IT programmers of our children. children, Or people young in the faith. We literally program them to love. To love God. And also to discipline and raise them up in the ways of the Lord. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? the devil is quite eager to do it and he's he's not lazy and also after six months or two years if you have a small if you have small children you send them off no, to to a school where other people are teaching them and therefore it's important to constantly see what they are busy with disciplining teaching them correcting them okay? That's why we why we do it 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 will never be a godly thing it will never be love to ignore some kind of evil amen it will never be love it's really interesting to see that love and discipline go so closely together if we if we don't tie these two together we miss the whole point we miss the whole point if we discipline we are we are disciplining to lift up someone not to Bring them down in any sense. Amen. When we do discipline correctly, it works. God instated it. That's how it should work. Okay. And yes, they—they are, let's say, if we have difficult discussions, like Bian also spoke about, yes, yeah, sometimes people, they take offense. Okay? But it's our job to love them as best as we can and give them godly discipline really important. Don't leave them. It's better for them to get disciplined. There are consequences, if we don't discipline correctly. Jordan Peterson, he says something very interesting. He says, when you neglect to discipline, you either create children, this is now relevant for children, where people are hostile towards them, or they grow up in a sense where peop- where they they live with this knowing that people is always lying to them and the reason I'm saying this is if you think of sitting in a restaurant or or somewhere outside in public and there's children that's really misbehaving eh? we have we have all had this um, maybe even they are hurting your child or so what is what is what are you doing inside eh? you are you are cringing a bit and you are pretending and that's the first thing that we are doing. We pretend to be nice. And these this children, they, they grow up in a sense where people are pretending all around them. And the other thing, if, if you think of their, their friends, friends do not pretend. They run away. And they tell this child, you are ugly, or whatever it may be, and they don't want to play with them. So they grow up in either hostility or people lying to them and therefore this important Matthew 18 explains it all it says you put these people out of the church you treat them as a Gentile tax collector why because they have influence they have evil influence they have a sinful influence and therefore it is better for your child or for the young in the faith that you disciple and the people around them when you discipline it's better for the people around them as well when you discipline your child correctly okay so with this intro to discipline let's let's read together from ephesians 5 so the scripture that we are reading is quite a lengthy one we're only going to focus basically on the last four verses but we are reading about 20 verses But i'm going to explain to you the context why we are reading everything okay so read with me Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart." giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of Lord Jesus Christ submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church his body and is himself its savior now as the church submits to Christ so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands husbands love your wives The wife see that she respects her husband children obey your parents in the lord for this is right honor your father and mother and this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you that you may live long in the land fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the lord and this is the verse we will be mainly focusing on and it is fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I just want to give us some context and why we read the whole Ephesians 5, basically. But in the beginning, we read, be spirit Do not be filled with wine, but be spirit filled. And then Paul explains to us what happens when we are spirit filled, when we love the Lord. This is what happens. And then it explains everything. It says, we will submit to one another. Wives will love their husbands. Husband will love his wife. We children will obey. He also gives instruction. But this is he's basically saying that this is not going to happen when you are not spiritful. When you don't love God. And it's something that I, I want to ask. Do you understand how difficult it will be to discipline someone if you don't really love the Lord? If you don't put him first, this morning we sang a song, "All for me You are everything to me, Lord. And is that is that our heart's desire? And is it the way we live, or oh, we sang, Lord, I love you with everything, because because He loved us, we can love. Because He loved us, we can discipline. Okay, and it's really important. All right, I want us to think about this we're going to close our eyes in a minute but we inevitably live according to what we are taught right? and each one of us we grew up in some kind of household we grew up with some kind of discipline so i want you just where there we are let's just close our eyes and i just want you to think how are you disciplined how did discipline look like in your life maybe you are seeing specific persons your mom or your dad or maybe an uncle maybe just reflect a bit would you think that the way that you grew up and the way that you were disciplined were biblical was it was it loving and whether it was or whether it was not And to maybe to evaluate how you discipline other people and how you treat other people. Maybe even if you don't have children, what is your perspective on disciplining children? What would you say is right? Because what we've been through in life will often determine how we discipline because of experience. It's a human thing you can open your eyes but it's important to reflect at the end i'm going to give us time to reflect again we're going to have a lot of points tonight practical points and i want you to as we go through these points think what do you what, what were you taught and is this correct maybe make a bit of a mark in your book or in your on your phone or whatever you are busy with if you if you wonder about something please come to me afterwards i would love to to chat because it's going to to be quite vivid the examples i use for discipline and i want you really want you to have um, freedom to come and, and chat to me afterwards if you're unsure about anything but this is important the way that we grew up so i want to go back to verse verse one and i just want to read it to us again it says children Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Interesting, ne? can children obey if they are children? How do they know what obedience looks like? Ne? Parents should show them how obedience looks like. And on that note, I want us to, to think about the modern era. Ne? Like I said, in the grocery store, it's, it's quite difficult to, to, give, to discipline your child. Why is that so? Because the world is always and constantly against what God wants to come and do. Always. And the last 20, 25 years, there's this way of parenting which is built around we should give our children confidence. We should tell them how great they are. We should tell them how loving they are we should tell them how unique they are and that they can have anything that they want and this is maybe more of a european american thing i think south africa has still done some good things but this is the way the world is going to and the theory behind this was that if people feel better about themselves they won't be criminals you know if they have a lot of confidence they won't use drugs this is The theories going on in our modern era and to be aware of that only if we can get young people eh, to think more about themselves we will stop all these things and it's rubbish eh? it's absolute rubbish it's far worse now we we sit with an epidemic of young people who lies eh? they lie about what they can do they lie about on their cvs they, you can, you, they are self-promotive, yeah? almost exactly the opposite of someone who serves, who serves each other, who serves the Lord. So you have this side of parenting, which says, build up your child, give them confidence. And then you had the Roman times, where child abuse was far worse than today. The father had immense power over his children he could inflict the death penalty at any time he can let them work in chains they often died working for him as long as he lived even if if children were deformed or there was something wrong physically they would drown them that's the roman times two way opposite this side doesn't care anything they kill on this side, we, need, we do not need to touch our children, we need to lift them up. Né? We need to give them confidence. And obviously there's a balance in the middle, which is biblical. Né? Just think about this, this, this verse in Ephesians where Paul writes, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. If the Romans would have read this, they would have think it's a joke. Né? Do not provoke them to anger this is this is this is the Bible this is the Bible shouldn't provoke our children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction still there's there's some discipline that needs to happen and it's speaking it to fathers the the lead parent the father is the symbol of parental responsibility it's speaking to parents but directed to fathers He is the lead parent and we understand this it's consistent through scripture the fathers are the ones that need to take the lead doesn't mean that the mother may not discipline it would be great if they can align about how discipline should look like in the household but the father is the main one that is responsible for discipline important to remember they they actually did a study at Harvard University, very interesting, where they predict delinquency, criminality, basically, um, at the ages of six. So they did a few tests on six-year-olds and see whether they would become criminals over the next few years. And they, they predicted this with a 90% accuracy with the f- next four factors to prevent delinquency they saw. So the necessary factors to prevent this was the first one, the father's discipline, fair and consistent. Okay, really important. The father who disciplines in a fair way and in a consistent manner. Secondly, the mother's supervision. The mother should be involved in the children's lives. Thirdly, the parent's affection demonstrated for each other in front of the children i love you those types of things and the lastly the family's cohesiveness and they should do things together and it sounds easy right father you should discipline fair and consistent mother you should love parents you should have affection for one another and do everything together you won't have criminals <laughs> really interesting and it's but it's not that easy we understand that but it's rev- revolutionary and it's really easy if we think about that because from here if we do these things correctly discipline will flow out naturally especially obviously if we base our household on the lord what the lord says so from here we are going to get quite practical we are going to have a lot of points and i, I want you to to write them down if you can um just some practical points of how does discipline look like and what is good ways of disciplining either children or young in the faith okay firstly first point for tonight example to be an example is very important so whether you are a parent or whether you are walking a discipleship road with someone you need to set an example you cannot teach your children things which you are not doing it, it sounds obvious, right? but you cannot tell them to not swear, and as you are saying it, you are swearing. It doesn't work that way. You cannot teach them not to speed, but you speed. Right? It won't work. <laughs> it, won't work. <laughs> it won't work. They will speed as well. Okay, monkey see, monkey do. Otherwise, we are like big children. <laughs> I mean, we need to be an example for the for the people around us and obviously this is based upon a love for god again which we shared so beautifully in the first sermon ability and a, um, no, the ability to love well the willingness and the ability to love well all right the second point consistency we need to be consistent in the way that we discipline others Okay, and it, again, it's held for all three. When you are having a discipleship, when you have a small group, you need to be consistent in how you discipline. When you have children, for sure, very important. Otherwise, the children won't know what's going to happen next. Amen. And when you discipline out of emotions, you get inconsistency. Okay, so when you have a bad day, you over-discipline. You are frustrated, you get angry. And when you have a good day, you oversee discipline. Like, oh, okay, it's all right, I'll do it next time. And children grow up in a way where they are confused. And where they don't know what to expect from dad when he comes home. It's devastating. It will provoke children to anger when they don't know what to do. That's why also it's so important to set the rules. Have uh, often have house meetings. Here's the rules. This this four rules. If you don't obey these four four rules, there's going to happen discipline. Okay. Also in your small group, as you're discussing it, there needs to be ground rules. These are the things we want to do. These these are the vision. This is the vision for the for the small group. We set the rules of the house. And this is this is challenging because um yeah, we do have emotions i mean we need to control these emotions we need to work on some kind of of set of rules otherwise we're just going to discipline how we feel that day and um like beyond shared last week there should be no place like home in a good sense and if children comes home and they don't know what to expect it, it will be devastating Okay, thirdly, third point, let your yes be your yes. And in in brackets it says, don't lie, man. Because if your yes is not your yes, you are lying. Okay, let's read from Matthew 5, verse 33. It says, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. then this comes from evil this is quite convicting right we do like to promise a lot of things do not take an oath you cannot you do not even know what tomorrow will bring James says okay do not take an oath simply let your yes be your yes and he always said if the Lord wills I'll see you tomorrow we do not know tomorrow will bring this is so important this is so important when speaking to your children let your yes be your yes do not tell them a funny story if you don't know like we also shared it's not going to work don't tell them about santa claus he doesn't exist don't tell them about the tooth fairy he also doesn't exist okay you can explain to them yes there is the symbol of a tooth fairy and yes your your, your friends may think that it's real Explain to them what's happening in the world. They are smart, they are intelligent. Explain to them the truth. It's really important. Otherwise, you are lying to them, okay? And the Bible says don't lie, so don't do it. (laughs) When you are disciplining and you you are telling your children, I'm going to discipline you when you do this or that in this way, it's important that we discipline them in that way. And also when they do that. Okay, it's really important. Let your yes be your yes. To also be a bit practical, delayed obedience is not acceptable to God. Delayed obedience is not acceptable to God. So if you, for instance, like to count for your children. You know, one, two, three, on three you're going to get... A whack you know or, or a bumshot or whatever they have two counts they can be disobedient one two three okay do not count you know it's delayed obedience you give them a chance if you warn them all the time don't do that don't do that don't that, do that you also give them chance to be disobedient it's important to tell them once and then to discipline them I know it's difficult it's really difficult I know with my small one it's difficult to tell them no don't do that then explain well and then to discipline afterwards it's, it's sometimes tough it's sometimes challenging but that is what God calls us to do he gives us a book 66 books of the Bible and he explains to us what we should do and what we should not do and then he disciplines us when we do not do that okay he warns us one time Okay. be clear why you discipline Um, the fourth point very important we should explain to young people in the faith why it's bad to do certain things it's really important to explain to your children why it's bad to do certain things if they want sugar at eight o'clock in the evening you explain to them why it's bad you can go through the whole process you know it makes you hyperactive then you will struggle to sleep then your body won't find rest they will understand that explain it to them it's important i think sometimes children seem smarter just because parents spend time teaching them right and explaining to them things you don't have to call the dog a woofy it's a dog man it makes woof (laughs) <laughs> but it's not a dog. I'm just joking a bit. But your your child, they are intelligent. They will understand. Okay. Also, the Bible speaks about what you sow, you will reap. And therefore, it's important to also explain when something is a bigger problem. You know, when they need to be disciplined in a bigger manner. When they hit their friend in the face, it's a bigger Discipline that's going to wait for them as when they walk in the road where they shouldn't. Okay, so also understand that there needs to be different consequences or different types you know, of, of sin, can you say, of disobedience. Okay, explain well. God explains well to us. Let's explain well to our children or to the ones that we disciple. fifthly discipline out of love to ask a question why we asked this in the beginning why do we discipline we we discipline because yes God is, is giving giving us this example of disciplining but also because we love we love them we want them to be better and therefore we need to love them this verse that says do not provoke them it's an intense form of basically teasing yeah. do not tease them to anger basically we need to love them when we discipline and we discipline wrongly we will provoke them to anger therefore it's, it's important because now the Bible also says we do not uh, we, we may not spare the rod so now you are physically disciplining and you shouldn't provoke your children to anger it's quite something to balance but it's important to love afterwards. I'm going to have a few points after this. Also, that explains a bit. How does it look to love afterwards? After you disciplined, okay? And there's a, there's a golden rule: don't discipline out of emotion, like I said, but also out of anger. Don't discipline out of anger. James one verse twenty says, "Because human anger does not produce the righteousness of God." And there's times that we are angry, eh? Even at fellow believers or or our children, if they are disobedient, we get angry, we get frustrated okay, but it's no means to to discipline out of anger really important okay, and sixthly, I want to give us a few red lights, so things that will provoke our children to anger or which will provoke your, um, your friend, your fellow believer who you, who you are disciplining, it will provoke them to anger when you do these things. So there's also six points here. It's not on the board, but I will explain them um, slowly. Okay, the first one is to overprotect our children. Be careful for overprotecting. There's nothing wrong with protecting. Protecting is a good thing, but overprotecting or provoke them to anger to fence them in never to trust them never giving the opportunity to develop independence amen giving the opportunity to make mistakes yeah. we've all seen uh, parents locking their children up and some someday they need to let them go and then it goes disastrous uh, it's important to give them freedom but to also teach them to make wise decisions to give them to tell them about the world to explain them that this is a bad place (laughs) the devil is 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 out to steal kill and destroy but to to help them make good decisions okay the second one is favoritism and favoritism is a subtle thing a very subtle thing even with people in our small groups we tend favorite with children not so much but we see it in scripture Isaac favoring Esau Jacob favoring uh, Rebecca favoring Jacob this is devastating for a child if they pick up that this favoritism or even for someone in your small groups it it is devastating and it's it's quite subtle in things saying things like can't you just do what your brother does It's, it's favoriting um, even um, like I, I see this picture of the older sister and the younger sister playing and the older sister having the toy and the younger sister taking the toy. The older sister taking it back, you know. And we tend to say then, no, give it to the small one, yeah, to the smaller sister, because now she's going to cry and we don't want that. That's favoritism. Okay, and we tend to do that. We tend to, to protect the smaller one. So in effect, when we have weaker people in small groups or weaker children physically, whatever it may be, careful to favor it. It's a subtle thing, but never favorite your child. Thirdly, to push achievement in an unhealthy way. It's, a, it's obviously, a, I think it's a common, a common issue. I think we as parents often we have desires we like our children to to achieve um, great things and therefore sometimes we tend to push them in a certain direction to push them in an unhealthy way even people in our small groups pushing them to some kind of achievement that we want for them it's important to test our hearts and to give them the opportunity to thrive rather help them to identify the gifts that they have and the passions that they have okay fourthly discouragement this will definitely provoke your children to anger no rewards no honor no approval no affection only when they achieve something we give them some kind of some kind of honor or, or approval be careful fifthly failing to sacrifice things for our children we can often um or even in our small groups um, we can often find time being too important for us than our children or the people that we are discipling important to make time for them we we all like hobbies we spoke last week about the television it's bad things it can take a lot of time can be unhealthy. Test your heart around that. Children will feel that they are a burden if you do not make time for them. And lastly, neglect. Lack of discipline is also neglecting them. Do not neglect your children. Do not neglect the people you are walking a discipleship road with. Amen. Neglecting to explain well, to love well. To teach well okay we cannot, we cannot neglect to to disciple, disciple our children or the people around us discipline, discipline is part of our lives whether we like it or not and whether you are a parent or not it's part of your life okay so maybe just scroll through the notes that you made or maybe you've remembered something and i just want to want you to close your eyes again I just want you to reflect on these things what of these things are the holy spirit prompting you to grow in what are the things are you maybe feeling well i didn't know about this you know and then i want you to think of If you've maybe made mistakes in your life maybe you have made mistakes disciplining maybe your children or or someone in your life don't feel condemned it's really important jesus wants to help he has grace for our mistakes but it's important to uh, to go and to have those discussions with our children the people around us if we've neglected someone if we've in any of these areas haven't done it publicly there's grace we can go and have a discussion and repent of that say sorry if needed pull up some ground rules we can only love because God loves us you can keep your eyes closed I'm going to pray for us and end off for us and and afterwards i want you to to maybe pray together and if you have if you need to have a discussion with someone the holy spirit is prompting you to do something please do so i'm gonna pray for us yeah lord we thank you that discipline is is part of who you are it's part of what you do for us lord it's we know that you discipline us out of love we thank you for this topic of discipline lord. We thank you that we can have grace lord. We know that we are not perfect and now we'd like to repent, we'd like to fix our mistakes lord and we pray that you guide us. We pray that you show us. How does that look like? Thank you Jesus for your work on the cross and that we do not have to feel condemned lord. We thank you that we can stand up and and fix thank you that you always stand with your arms wide open thank you that you discipline us in love we praise you in jesus name amen